You are listening to the Effective Statistician Podcast, the weekly podcast with Alexander Schacht, Benjamin Pieske and Sam Gartner, designed to help you reach your potential, lead great science and serve patients without becoming overwhelmed by work. Today we are talking about fighting the fear at work. So stay tuned for this really good discussion. And now the music. Fear? Maybe you think, is this really a topic at work? But actually there's a lot of things that we fear at work. And I have been things that I'm fearing all the time. And it's not necessarily something like fear that you would have for an angry animal like a big one or a spider or whatever you have fear of but there's other things other kinds of fear that we talk about in this episode i'm producing this podcast in association with psi a community dedicated to leading and promoting the use of statistics within the healthcare industry for the benefit of patients Join PSI today to further develop your statistical capabilities with access to the video-on-demand content library, free registration to all PSI webinars, and much, much more. Visit the PSI website at psiweb.org to learn more about PSI activities and become a PSI member today. Welcome to another episode with Sam, and we are talking today about something quite unpleasant fear yeah I'm, i'm very i'm very scared of this discussion that we're going to have <laughs> you know what when i started the podcast i was actually quite fearful about publishing it you know and going on it and having it out in the world having you know people that critique it and people that will talk maybe, you know, bad about myself, all kind of different things. And also I had a fear that maybe I spend a lot of energy here and then it goes nowhere. You know, what, what happens if nobody's listening? Yeah. We're talking about this type of fear, not kind of the fear of being killed or you're injured or things like that. I think That rarely happens to a statistician, at least in my world. So I don't know whether it's different in the, in the non-clinical world, <laughs> whether it's more, more dangerous. But, you know, the worst thing that can happen is probably that you kind of fall off your chair. Something surprising is coming up. Well, you know, I think fear and fearfulness is a natural reaction to a lot of situations, usually when there's a lot of unknown Mm -hmm. unknown information or, or where you don't have a lot of experience. Yes. Yes. If you want to tap into something new, into something uncomfortable, yeah, that's always, you know, you have this feeling of fear. It's also a topic that is coming up in our leadership trainings all the time. The fear of speaking up is very, very big, especially in our kind of introvert, detail-oriented, logical atmosphere, yeah? And he's even more if you have then different age groups coming together, more junior, more senior people, 
different cultures clashing against each other, people can be really, really fearful of speaking up in meetings. Mm -hmm. Another fear that I had for a long time in my career was fearful of talking to more senior management. Yeah, talking to my supervisor usually is fine. And maybe also the supervisor of my supervisor. But really talking to, you know, someone that sits on the board or the CEO or something like this. Oh, <laughs> I think if I would enter the elevator and the CEO would step in, don't know, 20 years ago, I would never bring out a word. <laughs> yeah, you know, and that's interesting. I have never had that fear. And I think it had to do with how I was raised as a child mm -hmm. and the, like my, my parents were teachers and you think when you're young, who are the authority figures in your life? A lot, lots of times they are your teachers and the administrators yeah. of your school. Well, my dad was a school administrator. My mom was a teacher. All of their friends were teachers and school administrators. And so I just interacted with those people in my life, you know, cause they, they would have their friends over and they were all teachers. And so I just learned yeah. to talk to them. And so I was never fearful of talking to a teacher or a school principal or a Dean or anything like that. And then it, that trickled over into my career when, yeah, but I think that was just partly just because of the experience that I had. I just never yes. developed that fear of, of authority like that. Yeah. You saw the humans in them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Not the teachers or the deans. There's a, Interesting quote from Theodore Roosevelt. Believe you can and you're halfway up there. <laughs> it's it's and there's a there's a lot of sense in it. Is that yeah? is that fake it until you make it? Um a little bit like that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's great because it's how should I say it? It's okay to be fearful. It's okay to accept that you're fearful yeah it's and then kind of say okay i recognize it that i'm fearful but i still act i don't let this fear drive my decision yeah and, and sometimes you have to think about well what's the source of the fear that you have and is, is it a reasonable source of fear or not yeah. You know, like you, you ought to be afraid of, of running out in the middle of a busy street. Yes. What's the worst right? case scenario? Or, you get hit by a bus. Right. Or, or breaking the law, right? You ought to be afraid of breaking the law, you know, because if you get one, because it's wrong. But secondly, if you get caught, you're going to face consequences, right? That's, you know, or lying to somebody. You, you ought to be afraid of that because of the potential impact that would have on a relationship, you know? But what can really happen if you talk to someone? That, that's often a good question to ask yourself would be, what's the worst thing that would happen? And what's the most likely thing that would happen? Yeah. Right. And just talking to someone, oftentimes the worst thing might be you find out you don't like each other or you. Yeah. Or maybe you are a little bit embarrassed. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, mm -hmm. will it matter? I, I once heard, will it matter in five minutes? Mm -hmm. Five hours, five days, five years. And usually it already doesn't matter in five minutes. <laughs> really, you know, what's the point? Right. Yeah. Well, and you know, one thing too is this whole area of fear of people or, you know, 
the old proverb I call it the fear of man, right? The fear of, of what other people are going to think and say about you. Mm-hmm. Right. It's, 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 it's a huge issue for a lot of us, right? We all struggle with that at some point in time, but then what happens is if it, it can make us do things that we probably shouldn't do, like not speak up when we, when we should speak up. Yeah. Yeah. What might the neighbors say? <laughs> yeah. Even in the area of ethics and business and personal ethics, you know, it's like you see somebody that maybe is doing the wrong thing, but you're afraid that if I speak up, that it's going to have negative repercussions for you. That happened far too often, but but in reality, that that's a really wrong response to that kind of fear. You know, you, you should change. What you should fear more is not doing the right thing. <laughs> yep. You know that, and oftentimes that's the key to overcoming fears: replacing whatever fear you do have with the right kind of fear, yep. fearing of doing the wrong thing or the thing that would be uh, good for other people. The problem with fear is that if it's too strong, your amygdala really hijacks your brain. So, so you're really decreasing your IQ very, very much. And what you then need to do is you need to ask yourself a question. Things like, what's really important for me? What can go wrong? Things like that, which kind of really get your frontal prefrontal cortex going and really make you think. And that way you get really into control of what you want to do again. And then act. There's a, this famous three-second rule. Yeah? So, so act within three seconds. Yeah? If you are at this conference and you see this really famous statistician that you always wanted to talk to, go and talk within three seconds. Because otherwise, you have, ta- you have too much time to talk. You're out of it. That way, I actually missed to speak to Michael Gross. Do you know who Michael Gross is? No, I don't think I do. He is a German swimmer, multiple world champion, Olympic champion, and so on. And once I was standing in the queue at the uh, airport in Frankfurt, and he was standing directly in front of me. I was thinking, he's quite tall. He's even taller than me. I'm quite tall. And I think I know his face. I think I know his face. Who said? Who said? And then I realized. And then I didn't act. And then I came up with all kind of excuses. Yeah. So don't do that. Act. Decide to take action. Yeah. And I think things like that, that's an interesting example. You see someone who's a famous person. And part of you, I think the fear you might have is if you were to say, introduce yourself, is that you'd just be afraid that they don't really want to be bothered because people bother them all the time. You know, yeah. th- th- their fame, they don't ever have any privacy because of their fame. But I've, I've done that. I, one time I was in the airport here locally and I saw a famous uh, scientist, uh, Dr. Nagishi. He won the Nobel Prize. And um, he's that he was actually a professor at the university that I went to and And I just had someone I used to work for was one of his students. Um, and so I saw him there. I saw that's Dr. Nagishi. And I thought, well, I can just let it go. But I just went over and I said, hello, uh, Dr. Nagishi. And he looked at me and said, yes, I just want to introduce myself. I, I know one of your st- former students and he was my boss. And, and it was just a, just a nice short little conversation. I was glad I did that, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. that's great. Yeah. 
Then get out of your comfort zone is the next step. I talk a lot about the comfort zone kind of recently uh, with lots of different people because I see it as a reoccurring theme. Growth really happens just outside the comfort zone. If you stay within your comfort zone, you'll do the same stuff again and again and again, and you really don't grow. Mm-hmm. Only if you step outside of your comfort zone. And you can do that actually on a regular basis. You can train that and become more comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah, and I think there's a, sometimes intentionally putting yourself in a position of discomfort helps you learn how to do that more naturally. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you don't so, need to directly jump out of an airplane or something like this. Yeah, so, no, so take no. baby steps. Yeah, it's, it's really one step at a time. It's like this exposure therapy. If you have, you know, fear of spiders or fear of hate or whatsoever, yeah? And this exposure therapy is gradually increasing the exposure to what you're fearing, yeah? So like speaking up, well, first speak up in your, you know, group meeting, then speak up in your department meeting, yeah? Do that a couple of times. And next time you're at a conference, Try to speak up in a session. Do that a couple of times. And then at a conference, speak up after the keynote. Raise a question. If you are there, you're probably more advanced than 90% of the others in the room. Yeah. And I I think sometimes the fear that you have in doing that is you have a fear of like looking silly, you know, maybe the question that you would ask a speaker at the end of a presentation was just a a dumb question, you know, but you know, there aren't any dumb questions and probably the question that you have is a question that someone else has. Yeah. And, um, and so in some respects you, by asking the question, you're asking a question for a lot of people, not just you. Yeah. Yeah. Thinking about it that way. I also think thinking in advance, like what, what would I do or say in a given situation where you sort of almost like model a situation in your mind and think about, you know, how would I respond um, that can help you overcome fear when you you kind of already decided how you're going to respond to certain situations or or kind of have practiced a little bit even doing that yeah. it can can help yeah. you. But yeah, that fear of looking bad or I guess it maybe comes down to fear of failure sometimes. You know that that's yeah. the, fear of rejection mm-hmm. is yeah. also you know because because that love. comfort zone is kind of like the boundary of where you think you're going to succeed or fail. Yeah, and, and yeah. so getting outside your comfort zone is I'm not I don't know if I'm going to succeed outside my comfort zone, and sometimes you won't know until you step outside that boundary and you find out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you have done that, focus on the positive learning. You know, even if something didn't went as you expected, there's always some learning in it. Yeah, maybe you learned about the other guy. You, where you thought, well, he's a nice dude. And then you thought, maybe he's not as nice as I thought. So there's always some learning about it. Yeah. Or maybe you reflect on, mm, I should have maybe phrased it differently. Yeah. So I once, you know, asked a question at a, at a conference and it afterwards I thought that came across as pretty aggressive 
And I said, I'd never want to do that again. Yeah. I will always kind of make it more, much more polite, you know, much more open rather than so, so, you know, direct. Well, maybe that's my kind of German coming through. <laughs> but. <laughs> but no, no, I don't believe you. Germans are not direct at all. So, yeah. yep. <laughs> that was a lie. That was a lie. <laughs> no stereotyping. Yeah. <laughs> hey, the other thing, if you're fearful, get support. Yeah. Get encouragement. Get, you know, someone that cheers you up. Yeah. Maybe it's your spouse, your colleague, your supervisor, a friend, whoever. Yeah. Get support through this journey so that you can fight this fear of all the different things that you want to do, but you're just fearful about. Right. And I think what you need is that area of trust somehow. Having a trusted relationship where there is trust. So yes. even if you get into a situation that is fearful and maybe you, you find out, you know, you're afraid you're going to fail. And maybe even if you do fail, you've got that support network. You can come back to the people you trust and you know, people that you know, care about you and your well-being and your career and your life. And they can kind of build you back up a little bit and you, maybe talk you through it and help you see the situation in a different light. Cause I think the other thing is these fears is really strong emotion Yes. And the emotion can really kind of skew your perception of what reality is sometimes, you know, it, it can, it can magnify something, make it look like it's much, much bigger than it really is. And having that trusted relationship with someone can say, yeah, I know that seemed like that was a really big issue, but it's, it's not that big a deal. Right. You, you know. uh, Generally, you know, there's no person in the world that thinks more about you than yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. we, we always think about, oh, what might others think about us or, uh, you know, reflect about us. I think usually the answer is they don't at all. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's, you know, maybe if you're kind of, I don't know, a superstar, you know, and you have 2 million followers on Instagram or whatever, maybe that's different. But you know, for us normal dudes, well, no. And and when people really care about what you do and say, oftentimes you don't even know the impact of what you did or said. You you usually find that out a different way, right? Because you generally you're thinking I'm talking right or I'm acting right, and but someone else doesn't agree with that. Well, you'll find that out, but. That's that's a different type of situation, you know. We're talking yes. about where you see a situation and you overemphasize the impact that that situation had on your life. That's a can be a real common source of fear. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had a lot of discussion about fear. We talked about kind of what are these different typical situations, kind of like uh, being afraid to speak up. Mm -hmm. Being afraid to talk to more senior people, being afraid to, you know, give a presentation. But it's, you really need to recognize that. What is, what are the fears that are holding you back from doing something really, really great? Yeah. And you, I think the key word you said there is holding you back, right? Fear yeah. is almost like a, 
it's like when you're full of fear, it's like you've got chains on your body, right? Yeah. And it's dragging you down and you're, you can't move forward, right? And I think that's a key thing too for leaders to understand, right? If you're yes. leading a group or a team or an organization, fear is one of the biggest problems you've got to face in your organization. And yeah. driving fear out of the organization by building trust and having good communication is that will provide as much success as technical competence and, and, you know, technological advance and scientific knowledge, you know, just having a place where a workplace where people are not fearful is will set your business and your organization and your team above others. Yeah. You'll have much more fun at work. For yeah, sure. of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then take action, you know, be responsible Get out of your comfort zone and, you know, do that again and again and again and take baby steps. It doesn't need to be this big jump directly. Yeah. If you have never spoken up at a staff meeting, you know, don't go to the next keynote where there's 2000 people in the conference room. Yeah. Well, when that happens again after the pandemic and you're the lonely guy in the third row that kind of speaks up to this, don't know, president of whatsoever, yeah? <laughs> Baby step. And then, you know, focus on the positive learning, get support and repeat and repeat and repeat and repeat. Yeah, and, and living a life with less and less fear is a way to live, I think, more, more fully, yeah. right? Just more joyfully. We're not just talking about work, we're just talking about life here and, and is, you know, not just, Fear at the workplace, but fear in your family, fear dealing with people in your community, all those things. If you can drive her out, as long as, you know, you're not ignoring places where you reasonably should be afraid, right? But, yeah. but like we talked about before, but yes, certainly driving out fear in your life is going to make your life better in general. Yeah, absolutely. So take action. Think about something that holds you back. What is the fear that, you know, holds you back on a frequent basis? Yeah. And reflect on that. Recognize it and get over it. And if you have something that you want to share, something that how the episode has helped you, it would be great if you can send an email to theeffectivestatistician at gmail.com. Yeah. Don't be afraid and, to do that. Yeah. <laughs> seriously. Okay. Seriously. Don't yeah. be afraid to do that. I know... We'd love to hear your feedback about any of our episodes and, and we're not afraid to hear what you have to say. Yeah. And even if you say, Sam, Alexander, that was completely stupid and bullshit. Well, <laughs> okay. Thanks so much. Have a great time. Okay. Ciao. This show was created in association with PSI. Thanks to Rain who helps with the show in the background. And thank you for listening. Head over to the homepage to find more resources around how to be more impactful at work and how to boost your career as a statistician in the health sector. Reach your potential, lead great science and serve patients. Just be an effective statistician.